guy. My voice cracks. Ooh, what was that? You going through puberty <laughs> again? I say you're going on thirty. You going through a third puberty, second Don't puberty? How many times have you had through? How many times have you had puberty now? Hey guys, you're listening to Drunk and Uncultured. We are a drinking problem masquerading as a pop culture podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm Stephanie. I don't know why you took so long to say your name. It was like a longer I than did normal. It. It was like, I it was did like a, it. I did it. It was like a millisecond. Too no, it was no be, different yeah. than normal. You're no, crazy. No, I was like, I don't know. It seemed a little long. Um, so this is the second episode of December, which means we are continuing on with our discussion of our year end wrap up. So we talked music last episode and we got, we've, we've been sharing our favorite albums of the year and we made a playlist and things like that. And you could do that find all of that slaps. on our Instagram. The playlist You're welcome. I make a good, good. playlist. I, I know, but it's, it's a good playlist. Especially this time around. It slaps. Um, yeah. So we talked music last time. Today we are going to talk about everything else. Yeah, everything else. But it's funny because it's like, we always say like movies and TVs and TV, but it's everything else. Yeah, we have a couple different segments. We have a few segments this year that I feel like we haven't had in previous years to talk about um, mm-hmm. as part of the wrap up. Lindsay, yeah. you would know this if you read any notes prior to the recording, but you'll find out as I'm we sorry. go, won't you? This is like we're going on what year four now. Do you expect me to be prepared? Like you were, you were prepared last time. Was I though? I didn't put notes in. Yes, you did. No, I I, I put there's two com- notes. That's better than today. Okay, well, um, it's the second to la- we're recording this the second to last day. Before my company goes on break, it is a very busy time. Should we start this with the beer? I guess. Yeah, that's what we normally do. I got two in front of me, but I'm only drinking one. I also have two. I have have two beers. I'm drinking both, but one is for the episode. The other one's just because I was drinking it before. Um, So I've got a beverage for hydration, a beverage for energy, and a beverage for fun. I have two beverages for fun and one for hydration, which is also just the beverage for fun. <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. All right, Steph, what are we drinking? This is also what happens when I've had a couple of beers when we start. <laughs> when Stephanie has a couple of beers when we start, it's fine. But when I have a couple of beers when we start, it's a fucking mess. Um... So we are drinking two different beers today. Um, I think they're pretty similar in style, though. So I am drinking I Want to Believe from Hot Butcher here in Chicago. Um, This is a 7.5% double IPA with Citra, El Dorado, and Belma hops. And the artwork is a little hop flying over the trees, just like the I Want to Believe poster with the aliens. So I am drinking Tree People by Standard Deviant. It is the a best. West Coast IPA, um, 7.2%, so like pretty close in ABV. Uh, this is yeah. a 12-ounce, though, so not a 16-ounce like Stephanie's. And the artwork is a bunch of faces on a hop. You know, like three um, people. So this is made with 
Amarillo and Idaho 7, and they describe it as, this is to help you finally see those people in the trees that your wacko neighbor keeps telling you about. Which, honestly, the description is very on brand for the people that work and own the Standard Deviant, so. I didn't know that was the description for that beer. Well, let me rephrase that. This is the description on Facebook, because this is the only place I can find a description, because very on brand for Standard Deviant. There's no information about any of their stuff. No, 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 that checks out. That's fully what I expect from them. Yeah, so that's, I mean, on brand, so I gotta give them that. I can't get mad at them for being on brand there. I love Standard Deviant. I'm, I'm shocked that them. we have not done any beer from them on the podcast before. It's funny because, like, honestly, like, the majority of the posts about, like, San Francisco beers are either, like, Humble Sea or Standard Deviant. And we spend a lot of time at Standard Deviant because some of our friends, former guest Aaliyah and her husband, live across the street. Um, yeah, they so really spend a lot do. of time there. And it's a fantastic brewery. They have really solid shit. Um, and they're also weird people, and I love it. Um, they also they're so chaotic. I love them. I love <laughs> them so much. When I visited, when we were in San Francisco back in August, it was so much fun. All right, so let me kind of distra- describe this beer a little bit more. Besides what it says in the can, so it's definitely got a bitterness to it, which I actually really enjoy. Cause a lot of hop butchers beer, it's a lot of like the double dry hop, double IPAs or like the double dry hop hazy IPA. So it's very yeah. like their really beers. Juicy. I typically, I typically, yeah, I associate them with being really juicy and really like pillowy and like soft to drink. But this thing is, it's very smooth, but it's got like a really nice bitterness and a nice tropical flavor to it. Um, this is a very good beer. Um, so I would say Tree People is very like reminiscent of like a traditional West Coast, but it's not piney. So it's like a very smooth, hoppy, crisp beer. Um, so like, I guess traditional like to an IPA style and then we like divided the coasts. Um, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I I would call it like more traditional IPA, like generic IPA, but it leans towards the West coast style more. Um, it's, it's really good. It's got the piney flavor, but it's not like super piney. Like you do find like people that make West coast tend to go like super pine to really differentiate that this is a West coast. Mm -hmm. This beer Mm -hmm. doesn't feel the need to do that. They just kind of go like traditional IPA route, which is West coast. Um, so it's it's piney, it's smooth, and it's it's like fucking dank. And nice. it's like what, I... it's what IPAs used to be before like there was a craft beer the craze, craze around IPA. Yeah. yeah. Um I think I had tree people on draft when we were in San Francisco. So I feel like that's yeah. one of their staple beers. And yeah. it is very good. It reminds me of being in college and first discovering like there are beers other than a Yingling. And like trying things like, like Two Hearted and yeah, um, fuck what other IPAs did I drink back then? A lot of Two Hearted. <laughs> A lot of Two Hearted, honestly. Yeah, um, it was. It just reminds me of finding those um, like nationally produced IPAs that were obviously not as good um, as yeah. this, but like had that like dankness that pininess that like existed before like there were like way more ipas in existence yeah or at least in my world yeah 
All right. So, so yes. Um, I, I mean, I, I gone first last time. You might have gone first last time. I, I first. don't know. Um, um, I'll just. Yeah. Do you want to go? You just no, go. You go ahead. I don't know. I don't know who went. Do I talk and then you talk and then I talk and then you talk or do I go you talk and then you and go then and, then and then I go and then you go and then you go and then I go. <laughs> okay, so who's going? Ah, uh, you can go. Okay. So I kind of already highlighted these when I was describing the flavor overall, but I'm really going to stick to these as my three words. Um, I'm going to say smooth, tropical, and bitter, because I think that is the best way to describe this beer. Um, it's, it's very good. Oh, there's tasting notes on the can. Oh my God. I forgot that hot butcher does this. Okay. So I'm a complete idiot. I forgot this is the thing. Um, so the tasting notes they describe are juicy melon, sweet citrus, and candied berry. Um, Ooh, candied I kind berry of, sounds interesting. Juicy melon, citrus, and candied berry. Is that what you said? I do pick up, yeah, I pick up on the melon specifically, but I mean, I would describe that, if you get the citrus and the melon together, I feel like that kind of is like more of the tropical flavor. Yeah. Um, and then the candied berry, I think, oh, reminds me a little bit of bitterness because it's not like a juicy or sweet berry. Like candied berries are a little like bitter to the taste. I think of like a candied are blueberry or candied something. Berry? I've had candied blueberry. I used to work on candy. I mean, it's. I think that's a little bit of like the bitter flavor they're referencing. But that's like a burnt so, sugar yeah. more than anything. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna say smooth, tropical, and bitter. Okay. So, I mean, like I said, for mine, it's just very traditional, like, IPA. Um, yeah. So I'm going to say piney, smooth, uh, dank. Nice. Good words. Good it's words. fucking fire. So good. I love standard right. BBN. Ugh. So, right. getting into uh, the topic, as Stephanie mentioned, this is our second half of our year-end 2021 roundup. Uh, so we're talking everything that's not music related, and there's actually some. Gonna, there's going to be some music in here, I'm sure. Oh yeah. So let's start with movies. Um, I just kind of listed a bunch of movies, and then yeah. I figured we'd kind of chat. But the one thing I want to start with is, in terms of movies, a lot of these were delayed and were supposed to come out originally in 2020, and they were either delayed because a filming delays due to COVID. Or B, the studio wanted to push it till the theaters were open so they could get box office money. Yes. Or there are some movies that tried a hybrid release that were like from 2020, were supposed to be released in 2020 and then tried a hybrid release, which I do think is something that we should talk about at some yeah. point in this, which we don't need to get yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a couple, we'll just name stuff. And there's a few, I have comments about some of these, but not all of them. Yeah, um, we haven't seen obviously, all of them. Obviously, we haven't seen all of them. Um, of the ones we wrote down, I've seen a good bit of them. Um, but I figured I they're important not. ones to highlight. I have not seen a lot um, of the ones that you wrote down. I have seen a decent bit of movies in 2021. Um, well, let's start with what, uh, they, the fourth Matrix came out, Matrix Reloaded. That was one that came out this year. I have not seen that. I haven't um, either. And I love the Matrix series, but the, the trailer was bad. The I trailer did not look as, that appealing. As someone who loves Keanu Reeves more than anybody else, really, I'm just afraid to see it because it's going to be bad. And I love him so much. Uh, the next one I wrote down was Dune. So that's the hybrid release thing. 
So H, uh, a lot of the studios like did a partnership where they did. Um, well, it's an HBO thing. HBO has a partnership with, with Warner what, like, Brothers. Warner Brothers, yeah, to release yeah. Like, all of their movies coming up in the next like, year or so in hybrid. I love that. I think I that needs too. to stay, but they've already said that's not going to happen, which I love yeah. the hybrid release thing. <laughs> I do too. I, so I don't mind paying extra money, like how Disney is charging extra money to see a movie at home. I have a very nice TV now. I don't mind it. Like I, no, I, I think the theater is for me, like we only go to the movie theater every now and then anyways. Like I, to be honest, like a movie like Dune, I probably wouldn't have go, gone to see in the theater anyways. Like See, I've heard that I should have seen Dune in theaters, but honestly, like, that movie was too long. I couldn't have sat in the I theater that long fall to asleep. watch it. No, I'm not going to go see that. Um, and also, I, like, I watched, like, the original Dune and, like, read the book, so, like, I didn't really care for this one anyways. Yeah. Um, like, I, I kind of, like, in college did this with Dune. Um, yeah. So, like, I don't I, know. I my, think that there are movies that I would see in theater, and then there, like, I would make an effort to see in theater I and there are movies I don't care about and would just like wait till it came on to Netflix. So like, why not make your money yeah. by like letting me sit at home? I would, I, I would have paid a couple bucks to go see D to see Dune at home. I wouldn't have paid 20 bucks, but I would have paid a couple bucks, like 10 maybe or whatever. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I like it. Like I'm more likely to have watched that movie at home. If I can watch it from home. I agree. Right. I'm not going to go to the theater. Right. I mean, I will, depending on the film. There's a few films that came out this year that I kind of regret not going to see in theaters. I agree. I didn't um, have time for some of but these. But I, I didn't have time, so. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, my notes on Dune are Zendaya was in all of the promotions and then was in the film for a total of seven minutes. Um, yeah, I me not knowing anything about Dune besides, like, the hype for it being Dune and the hype over the cast, like, I I didn't know anything about it. I'm pretty sure people it. didn't like the movie. I kept seeing, like, memes about how, like, Dune 1 was just a trailer for Dune 2, and it, like... That, it is just, it's all exposition. It's like the Fellowship right. of the Ring. Right. I mean, but at least like, I had read Lord of the Rings in, like, all of those But the Fellowship of the books. Ring also had, like, proper story building in Dune. Yeah. Like, it's such a massive world that, like, the story building didn't really exist in that either. No. So, like... They told you a fraction of the story in two, was three hours? Like, it's about, it's a far like two too and long. a half hours, yeah. Far too long that they told you a fraction of the story and barely covered it. And I, I, I didn't like it. it ha and I'm someone that read the books, but, like, Matt was like, what the fuck is even happening? Like, yeah. I they no didn't really give on. you enough to get what, like, they give you a little bit to get what's going on, but there's obviously, like, po points of it that you're like, there is an intricacy here that I am not getting because they did not cover it, and I don't know. It's fine. So Don't Look Up is the next one, and this actually just came out on Netflix. Um, oh, it's like come, it's it's uh, it just premiered, so it's not coming out yet. But uh, I actually really want to see this. So the idea is that it's two astronomers have to go on a giant media tour to warn all of mankind that a giant comet's approaching to destroy Earth. And it stars Leo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett, Jonah Hill, Tyler Perry, Timothy Shablagoo, Timothy Shablagoo everybody. Kid Cudi's in it. 
like everybody's I'm like an asshole for calling him Timothy Chaplagu, but also I don't know how to say his name. I also don't care. Chalamet. Um, I've seen a lot about this on TikTok, I want to say. And mm. I've seen, like, I don't know, is it already getting, like, negative criticism or something? Like, I don't know what I'm seeing about it. They just had the premiere this past weekend. Okay, because I feel like I'm, I'm getting, like, I've been getting, like, targeted things to me. I haven't been reading them because I haven't cared enough, but I can't. I don't remember, like, what it's actually about. I mean, my big concern with this movie is that the cast is, like, too hyped up for what the story's going to be. Let me see. Metacritic is giving it a 52%, so that is not good. That is not good. I think that's what I've been reading, is that, like, this movie is too hyped up for the people in it. I want to say that's, like, what the issue was. It's, like, this should be better with all these people. That's possible. Um, so the next one is also on Netflix. Uh, it's Tick, Tick, Boom, which I have been seeing. Before I watched it, I had been seeing it all over my TikTok feed. Um, so Tick, Tick, Boom is a musical. Um, it was on Broadway at one point. It's a, basically about the life of Jonathan Larson, who was the original writer of Rent. Oh, And he died at like 35. So he had, like, a really weird, like, heart condition that no one knew about or something along those lines where he just died. He, like, dropped dead one day. He didn't – he wrote Rent, and then, like, Rent was, like, premiering on Broadway, and he died, like, immediately. So the whole story is about, like, him struggling to, like, find his place writing music and, like, writing Broadway music. And what's really hard is, like, knowing all of this, you know he dies as soon as his, like – magnum opus comes out basically um so the really cool thing about this movie is that andrew garfield plays jonathan larson and um andrew garfield i read that he went through vocal training specifically for this and like he was not a trained singer and he was phenomenal he was great there is nothing that man can't do yeah um the one thing i will say is i've I've listened to this musical before. I am familiar with this musical. Um, I don't think it's great. So I think for me, already knowing the musical, um, I found the film kind of boring. Besides the fact Andrew Garfield's amazing. Um, I found it a little boring overall, but that's just, I think, because I find the musical to be boring. However, there's a couple... as a musical. Um, Is that the one that taught us all how many minutes are in a year? That's rent. That's rent, yeah. Yeah. That's the only reason I know how many minutes I could possibly listen to music for on Spotify. Um, but there's a few, like, really high, like, good high points in this musical, and those are the songs that are really popular on TikTok. So, like, Turning 30, Life of Bohemia. Um, although this film is directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, and you can totally tell. Yeah. That's my only other complaint about it. But, I mean... As a film, it's really good, but I think because I already didn't care for the musical, I found it kind of boring. But Andrew Garfield, again, is... I think it's worth watching, because Andrew Garfield is fantastic. Uh Uh-huh. The next one I wrote was Last Night in Soho. So this is the new Edgar Wright film. And y'all know I love Edgar Wright. He did Shaun of the Dead. He did... um, 
Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. He wrote the original Ant-Man. He um, did Baby Driver. He's done some of the best shit. Um, I have not seen this yet, but I have heard it's terrible. I have a lot of friends that went to the premiere in L.A. and said it was awful. So I have not heard a single piece of positive feedback on this, and that's very disappointing. Okay. Um, I also wrote down Spencer, which is the uh, Princess Diana film where Kristen Stewart is playing Princess Diana. Okay. Um, I've heard mixed things about it, but I want to watch it. I mean, I love Kristen Stewart. It's I do too. Like, as I think she's a great actress. We all hated Kristen Stewart for a long time, and now like we're all like obsessed with her. Um, I think she's a good actress. Now that she's doing what I mean, she wants she to do, she's Twilight, better. But now she is, yes. Whatever. Yeah, but now she's doing the stuff that she wants to do, and she's more comfortable doing that. So I think it makes. Oh, I mean, more I think she's fantastic better. in like Charlie's Angels. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm not upset about it. Um, and then the next one I wrote down is The French Dispatch, and I have not seen this one either. This is uh, the new Wes Anderson film. Um, I'm very excited to see it. I have heard good things about it. And Wes Anderson is, like, my favorite director, so I'm very excited to see it. This has got the whole Wes Anderson crew in it, too. Okay. It's got... Adrian Brody. It's got Tilda Swinton. It's got Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet, always. He's in everything. It's got Bill Murray. It's got Owen Whoever Wilson. Whoever his like, agent is is doing the most. Yeah, no kidding. No, but this is like typical uh, Wes Anderson yeah. cast. You I'm going to interject got... a movie after. Well, no, it's not typical no, Wes Anderson No, jump in. Let's cast. do it. Wait, it's not typical Wes Anderson Anderson cast unless the guy with the eyebrows. Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Uh, Let's see if he's in it. Well, Owen Wilson's in it, and Bill Murray's in it. Okay, those two are typical. And Brody. Yeah, those are all typical. But if Jason's not in it, I don't want to hear it. We gotta get some Coppola in there. We gotta get the Coppola clan... Yeah, I don't know if Jason Schwartzman's in this. I think he's been busy with uh, Phantom Planet or whatever. They're, like, back on tour, right? Right. I don't think he's touring with them, but... Okay. Okay, so the movie I wanted to interject... Oh, he's he's in French Dispatch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> then it is a Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> it is a Wes Anderson okay. classic. Um, so the one movie I wanted to throw... Oh, not the one, but one of the movies I wanted to throw in was Luca. Um, it's a Pixar movie. Um, and distributed by Walt Disney. It is uh, takes place in Italy, and it's like covering. Um, <clears throat> it's very cute. It covers like these these two. I friends haven't seen one. it. It it's, looks so cute. It's so cute. One of them is like uh, a sea monster, and the other one's mm-hmm. a person. And um, well, actually, they're both sea monsters. Actually, but like there's another person, and like they are trying to like be people. And it's so cute. They're definitely gay. It is absolutely a gay movie, and I love it. I've seen that on movie, TikTok. Um, it's and like it is a TikTok like trend. Um, yeah, with Silencio Bruno. I actually say that to Matt all the time whenever he's annoying. I'm like Silencio Bruno. That is cute. It's a good movie. It was fantastic. I I thought it was super cute. I loved it. It made me happy. 
um, on a less than happy note, uh, my next movie is Suicide Squad. I think this it's is I think my favorite Squad. movie I saw all year. I think it's interesting because obviously, like the first Suicide Squad, for okay, it's very confusing. First of all, because it's what the Suicide Squad and the like the follow yes. up is just called Suicide Squad. So like when that came out, I was like, why is it all of a sudden like popular again? And then I realized that there was like a sequel. And I also think it's really funny because, like, what James Gunn um, produced it or, like, directed it, and it's, like, got he directed the it. exact elements of um, Guardians of the Galaxy that, like, make Guardians of the Galaxy good. There are all these, like, TikToks this... about, like, how it's just, like, it's weird that it happened twice. Oh, yeah. Because um, it's his brother playing a CGI rodent because his yes. uh, James Gunn's brother plays yes. the weasel that's voiced by it. James Gunn something like that no something like that I can't remember but yes it's weird that it happened twice like ensemble cast and then like this like rodent lovable yeah, rodent and the rodent is always played as like a screen capture by James right. Gunn's brother in like both films right um I, I literally think this Tim was my, my favorite movie that came out this year. Um, I love James Gunn, and I think this completely revitalized Suicide Squad because the first oh, Suicide the first Squad was, was, so was so um, bad. And I will say, Joel Kinnaman completely redeemed after that first terrible movie because he, in that tight yellow t shirt with the bunny on it, is very hot in the mm-hmm. new one. And he's kind of like not, not it in the first one. But I, I loved it. I thought that the new one was great. I thought there was a lot of fun comedic elements, especially like Sylvester Stallone playing um, the giant shark. Uh, there's a lot of really just funny elements to it that make it a lot of fun to watch. And they also did a great job utilizing Margot Robbie, again, mm-hmm. playing Harley Quinn. So. She like is carrying these movies, though. She carried oh, the know. first one. Well, yeah, the first one was terrible. Yeah. I think this one had a much stronger cast, although uh, John Cena's not great. And I'm, I have no interest in watching this Peacemaker HBO show they're talking about doing. Like, I have no interest. Like, his character was the worst. They should have kept Rick Flag. I'm sorry. Okay. Get rid of John Cena. He's not that good of an actor. He's not The Rock. The Rock's not a good actor either, but How he's not you. The Rock. How dare you talk about our Lord and Savior, The Rock, that way. Uh, next topic, Jungle Cruise. The Rock plays the same character in every okay, single movie but he's like, in. Also, The Rock is the hardest working actor in Hollywood. Isn't he, like, the number one highest paid? Probably, because he does, like, 35 movies every year. Um, Jungle Cruise as a movie was fine. Um, Jungle I wish... Cruise is, like, I don't know. It's, it's Disney's attempt to, like redo what they did with the Pirates of the Caribbean where they like yeah. make a movie based off of a ride but arguably Jungle Cruise as an idea is a terrible idea like oh, at least absolutely. the ride like Pirates of the Caribbean is like an interesting ride like Jungle Cruise is not an interesting ride by any means no I could especially agree. after watching Imagineers or like whatever oh the yeah the, the Imagineering show yeah, yeah no I agree like Jungle Cruise mm, not not a great concept um no. but yeah that was fine we watched that when it came out uh, yeah. out of the paywall on Disney plus 
Um, the only other, oh, the other big movie I really wanted to talk about, and I completely don't know why it wasn't on the list until I, I just added it, The New Candyman. Oh my god, that movie, mm. that's the one movie I went and saw in theaters this year. That movie was yeah. amazing. Um, so it was a continuation of the Candyman story, like 30 years later, also in Cabrini Green. Um, and it was written and produced by, in part, by Jordan Peele. And Nia DaCosta was the director. And this was the first movie to debut at the top of the box office by a black female director. Awesome. And the movie was phenomenal. So highly recommend. That was a fun one to see in theaters. The other movie I wanted to bring up, which they consider it part of a TV series, but it's like a standalone, is the Woodstock 99 documentary. Okay. Everybody was obsessed with that when it came out. Yeah, I mean. Oh my god, it was so intense. I had so many intense feelings. The the, the documentary wasn't bad. Like, Woodstock 99 was bad. And, like, I knew how bad it was going into it until I watched that and was like, it's worse. It is worse than any of us could have ever thought. Like, I feel like us going to festivals, we all kind of, like, had heard how bad 99 well, like, was. yeah, I mean, you heard stories and you knew how bad Woodstock 99 was, but, like, then you see that documentary and you're like, holy shit. It's way worse how than How do people do this? Imagined. Like, how does anybody, like, go into the situation and do things like this? Oh, my gosh. It was absolutely insane. And yeah. it was really funny because I was watching it at the same time as my sister-in-law, and the whole time she was texting me, and she's like, your brother is the target market for this. Because if you think about it, 1999, Chris yeah. was 21. Yeah. So. Was he listening to Limp Biscuit? Yes. He had Limp Biscuit stickers on his ceiling. That's in- um, actually really bad. And I think if anybody ever told me that they listened to Limp Biscuit, like seriously, I would not talk to them ever again. No, my brother was a douchebag when he was 21. No, I know. I get that. But, like, if anybody ever, like, told me that they listened to, like, they liked Fred Durst and, like, listened to that, like, seriously, I'd just be like, that's a fucking, that's the reddest of red flags. Yeah, that that documentary was honestly fantastic. Um, I think it was so well done. Um, It really made me emotional watching it. And I, like, felt the distress for a lot of what these people were going through. Yeah, yeah. It was, that was a great documentary. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's all I had for film. We can go to TV, and then we can go to Marvel from there. I don't have a ton for TV, but I also am not. My sense of time is not very good, so like I don't no, know that's when fine. things came um, out. I think what you have for TV is good. I think there's one more thing I would add to this, just as like a to come. So we'll talk about it at the end. Okay. So the first thing I wrote down was obviously Squid Game, which I did finally watch. It took me I a long time. I have not watched it yet. You haven't watched it? I finally no, it's watched on, like, it. It's on a list. Like, I know what happens. It's on a list. I know it's really good. Um, it I is a really good show. To it. I have so many shows that I'm in flight on right now that I just like, haven't gotten to it. Yeah. Um, I thought that was great. Squid Game was a really good show. Um, I've heard a lot of interesting critique between the way that you choose to watch it. So okay. if you watch it, the dubbed version versus like I've subtitles, heard that as well. um, and they're saying there's slightly different meaning in the way that they interpreted it. Well, I've also the heard that dub and the sub. I've heard not even just that, but if you were to watch it in Korean, 
versus dub versus sub have like giant differences. Like there are mm-hmm. moments where I've heard the same. There are like I've seen TikToks where this girl's like translating it and she says like you completely lose the meaning of this one character saying like I'm smart but I was never given the chance because in the dub version she doesn't even say anything like that but then in the sub version it's similar but you don't like still get that like mm-hmm. you you don't get that deepness of like I grew up poor and I was never given the chance to like apply myself because I grew up poor. Yeah. Um the show itself is very good. The storyline is very intense. Um Yeah, yeah. It, Korean it I mean Korean horror and drama are like fire. Yeah. Like I half know. of like the giant horror movies that we had, like the franchises that we had in the two thousands were based off of Korean horror. Korean horror. Yeah. So like, um, they were finally of, acknowledging that. Thinking of Korean horror, uh the guy the main guy from Train to Busan is in Squid Game. He's not yeah. like a super main character, but he's in it. Yeah. Which yeah. made me very happy because he was yeah. very good in Train to Busan. Yeah, no, I, it's exciting to see, like, the, the Korean horror is getting, like, recognition for being, like, very yeah. innovative. Um, the yeah. next thing I have is this Hulu original. It's called The Only Murders in the Building. This show is fantastic. Is it? So it's so, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. And the concept is, is that they're... That's on my list to watch. I just oh couldn't God, tell if so it was going to be good or not. So, like, now that it's really, it's really good. good I'll watch it. So the idea, it's like a comedy, and the idea is that these three strangers that live in an apartment building are all separately obsessed with true crime, and then they end up finding themselves in an actual crime scenario. Yeah. And it's obviously, it's Steve Martin and Martin Short, so, like, it's hilarious. Yeah. And Selena Gomez holds her own between those two comedy powerhouses, yeah. Selena Gomez, I think, is, like, a sleeper. Um, People... I loved Wizards of the Waverly Place back in the day. I know I've never seen it. Okay, so I loved her in that. Um, I think Selena Gomez is an not a bad actress, terrible singer, but not a bad actress. Um, so I, I enjoy the things that she's in. This was something I I saw when it came out, and I wanted to wait until there were more episodes because like I am so hesitant to just get into things where like there's one episode and I have to keep waiting because I just mm-hmm. want to keep watching it. Um, so I was waiting and then I also at some point was like, I don't know if this is even going to be good, so I'm not going to watch it. And then now that you said it's really good, I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I highly recommend. Um, the next yeah. one is another one that I also watched on Hulu that I highly recommend. It's called Preservation Dogs. It was on FX. Um, it is about a bunch of teenagers and they're all Native Americans and they're living on the reservation in eastern Oklahoma and it's about them wanting to move out and like the things that they're doing to try and hustle to get by to get money to move and it's it's kind of like a dark comedy in some ways where it's very comedic in some spots but it's also like very sad in other spots um it's written and directed and created by um Sterling Harjo in collaboration with Taika Waititi. I love that. It's so, very um, good. In the vein of that, I've noticed like recently a lot of TikToks that I've been getting have been like Native Americans. Um, oh, that's interesting. Teaching about their cultures. And when I say recently, I mean like the last couple months or so. And I actually have been really excited to be getting those because it's so informative. And I feel like Gen, Gen Z and like our part of Gen of millennials are like really, really into learning about other cultures, especially like the, the darker underbellies of it. 
but like learning about like their their cultures, their intricacies, the things like that. So reservation dogs make sense, and I think that like we're seeing a little bit more of that in like social media where things like that are popping up, and people are like super receptive to learning about this culture that like has been underrepresented. Uh, the next two that I have written down um, are both horror TV shows that I watched, um, Brand New Cherry Flavor and then Midnight Mass. Uh, yeah. Both are on Netflix. So Brand New Cherry Flavor is a like, um, it's like a supernatural revenge kind of story. It's a liter- yeah. it's very like psychedelic and trippy when you're watching it, like, which mm-hmm. is why it's scary. And then Midnight Mass is um, like uh, paranormal omens coming to this like small island community. Uh, both of those were very good. Um, then the, the next one, a big favorite of both of ours, Shadow and Bone. That was very good. Love me some Ben Barnes. If I, I say I love, man. I love Honestly, Ben Barnes. I think Ben Barnes has surpassed my love for Sebastian Stan because I think Sebastian Stan's kind of a piece of shit these days. Um, I so love Ben, ben Barnes. Barnes as like serious black in my brain is like number one. <laughs> I love Ben Barnes. Uh, yeah, Shadow and Bones very Honestly, good. Honestly, if there's um, ever like a revival series, like if they ever redo Harry Potter, I think I, he's like, too petition. old. Ben Barnes is like forty. That's how old they were. No, they weren't. They were early thirties. Okay, but Gary Ben Barnes is younger looking than Gary Oldman, first of oh, all. Oh, absolutely, were, like, but that was stupid. They were supposed to be in their 30s. I understand that, but Ben 50. Barnes is more believable as Sirius Black. He still looks like he's 30. Guys, he really a does. beautiful man. Would fuck in a second. Just saying. Ben Barnes, if you're listening, um, call me up. Okay, I might be an idiot, but Ted Lasso did have a season this year, right? It did, yes. Okay, so I started watching it this year, so I was like, oh no, what if the season's not this year? No, yes, I had a uh, season this year. Ted Lasso, phenomenal show. Oh, look at that. Look at you. I know. Look at you. I know. I'm getting caught up with It's society. so good. It's like so wholesome and cute. And, like, it just it makes you want to, like, hang out with Ted in, like, England. It makes you want to live in England for a little bit. Um, fantastic show. All right. So I'm going to skip the next one. Um, oh, I actually watched that. Oh, you did? Shit. All right. Let's talk about it. Did you it. watch next, Tooth? We did, yeah. Okay. So the next one on the list is Sweet Tooth. Uh, shockingly, you watched it. Okay. So Heike, I hate him. I hate Sweet Tooth so much. He's such a oh my god, he's shit. so annoying. I hate kids and like while watching this. I show, also hate I just kids. Kept saying, so. I hate children. I hate children. I hate children. Like this made me just angry at children, and it was a good show, but this made me fucking hate him because I, I hate agree. children. And he's su- like everything that happens is like his fault. Oh, absolutely. And he killed Papa. It's his fault. Yeah, that show was really we. I had a hard time like watching it like in more than one episode at a time oh, because it's I was a, so annoyed. It's not even that. It's like it's 
yes, I was so annoyed. And I, like, I was watching with Matt and was like, I can't watch because I'm super fucking pissed off at him. But also, there were, like, moments that were too high stress for me to keep yes. watching. Where I oh was, my like, God, yes. like, when Pop, when Pop, like, I was, like, so worried at every moment that Pop was going to die. And then he finally died. And I was, like, okay, fine. He died. And then I was, like, really worried that the football player companion was going to die. And I was, like, this kid is going to fucking kill everyone that's ever cared about him. And I fucking hate this kid. I hated that kid. And it made me really stressed out. And, like, it made me stressed out because this is a child that is chaotic and you cannot control him. And I, as an adult, care more about the adults and things because I fucking hate children. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The next the next one I wrote down was another documentary. It was on Amazon Prime called Lula Rich. And it talked about the Lula Row multi-level marketing yeah. company. And it was insane. Oh, my God. Wait, don't insane. you have, like, a sister-in-law or something that did Lula Row? I like, do. Yep, that's my sister-in-law. Yeah. She was I mean, not that I far a... into it where she, like, was at any of the kind of thing these women were talking about. Mm, but okay. the the husband and wife that own LuLaRoe are insane. <clears throat> it's it's like bananas. Like, if you want to watch a crazy documentary, I don't. oh, my God, Lula Rich is so good. I literally don't. <laughs> um... The next one, we got the third season of What We Do in the Shadows, which is so good. One of, it's one of my favorite shows on TV right it was now. So good. Yeah. Oh my god, What We Do in the Shadows is one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. Um, it's just like it's peak so good. British comedy, like fucking weird. It's, it's like, not even British comedy. Well, Taika Waititi's from New Zealand. Okay, he wrote it. I get that, but like. It kind oh, of is. Oh, you mean like Matt Berry? Matt like Berry style. is so right, funny. Right, it's the style. It's like British comedy style. Like it's peak. Yeah. And it's so funny and so absurd. I love it. It's such a good show. Um, I can't think of his name, but the actor that plays Guillermo was a guest judge on Dragula this season. And I was like, oh, Guillermo! <laughs> I was very excited for that. Um, yeah, What We Do in the Shadows is so good. Oh, it's such a good show. I don't know where they're going to go from here, but oh my god, that show's so good. I love it so much. Um, the next two shows I have written down are shows I've never watched, I watched but everyone them, so around talk me about talks about. Uh, White Lotus. I did not watch that. Uh, and Succession. I have so, never watched either, but Steve has watched both. Uh, Succession is really interesting. It's super dark, and... It's funny because it's it's a comedy, but it's like super depressing, and so it's like obviously a dark comedy. But um, I can only watch and like when I was I this, this year is the first time I watched any of it. Uh, I told Matt like the most I can watch is two episodes in one day, or else I will get like physically depressed because I oh. live this too. Like I live my life in the corporate world, and this is about like a corporate family, like modeled off of like many like media families out there. Yeah. And like the, the nepotism and like, it just makes me angry and makes me depressed that like, regardless of how hard I work my life, I'm never going to get to like that level of fucking wealth where like a level of wealth where they said like $2 million is being fucking poor because you can't do anything with $2 million. And honestly, they're not wrong. But, like, you can't retire, but you also, like, can't work because you, like, have $2 million, so you feel bad working, but then you can't retire because it's not enough money to retire, which is just, like, I don't know. It's a, it's a big commentary on, like, 
like society and like what we yeah like what the world is like um and like what like media elite is like but it's a fantastic show it's just extremely dark and depressing and just know that going into it i enjoy it but i can only watch like now that it's out one episode a day yeah for sure so you Um, wrote down one i want to get to that after actually let's let's do this now so The Witcher, um, as of this episode, like actually releasing the new season, will have come out on Netflix. Um, Ooh, does it? When does it come out? The eight, the seventeenth. I think it comes out tomorrow. Oh, <gasps> oh my goodness! Yeah, The Witcher comes out tomorrow. Um, so I just wanted to mention that it comes out tomorrow. As of comes out the seventeenth, it will be out by the time this episode is out. Oh my gosh, I'm um, very excited for that. I loved the first season. Uh, the next section we have is uh, just Marvel, because yes. Marvel has had a year. They really have. They've done so much. Um, so this is not in order, but I'm just going to name everything, and then we can just chat freely for a few minutes. Uh, yeah. So we had uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, The Eternals, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, Black Widow, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, Hawkeye, What If, and Marvel was just doing the most. That's a lot of things. And I don't think I covered everything. So, I agree. This is like the first year that we've had um, Marvel TV shows. And we talked about this. So, I don't know that we need to cover this as much in this episode, we talked about this in the Marvel episode where, mm-hmm. like, in the past, there's been, like, a couple months between Marvel things, and we couldn't decide if Marvel movie, then show, then movie, then show, like, was too much. In the first half of this year, it did feel like too much because there yeah. were, like, three Marvel, there were three shows and then two movies. Yeah. Um, is that right? Something like that. Uh, and then Black Widow came out around 4th of July. Yeah, so there were three shows, Black Widow, and then that was it for a while. And then yeah. there was Shang-Chi, like, not too long. Not super long after that, but a little bit after yeah. that. That was um, day. I think that the pace they've hit now is an okay pace. It so, felt like so much for so long. It was I'm, so I'm, much like crammed down your throat in the beginning of the year. And I get that things were delayed. And so, like, we did, like, hypothesize, like, hopefully they will slow things down. And they'll get to a pace yeah. where things are being released. And, like, it's an okay not just, like, shoving things down your throat. And I feel like we've hit that pace now. So we just recently got um, Hawkeye, and then... So we got Hawkeye's Eternals. still airing. Right. Well, we got Eternals, and then Hawkeye started airing, and then we got Spider-Man. And yeah. I, I do think that this... Like, the second half of the year has been slower on the pace, and it's been, like, refreshing to not have to be like, oh, my oh God, shit, I'm behind so on nice. this, I'm behind on this. I didn't watch this. Um, so I have not seen Eternals yet. But um, I also haven't seen Eternals. I, think I want that to. I do too, and I think it's wild because so it's weird to me because of the way social media is this year and last year that you cannot if you are like if you're behind on anything you cannot go on social media if you don't want it to be spoiled because like the day after the Eternals premiered everybody like the Harry oh, Styles yeah, the being whole thing was out oh yeah MCU everybody is, knew that immediately. And then same with, like, Spider-Man. Like, the things that we've been speculating were confirmed to be true the day after premiere. So yeah. it's 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 tough because, like, 
you used to be able to kind of stay away from this stuff like relatively easily but like now it's like if you don't immediately go to premieres if you're not there in like a day you're fucked if you don't watch the show within a day you're fucked yeah um i mean as luckily i personally am someone that like spoilers don't bother me i'll still go watch the film like i'm not gonna it doesn't matter oh i mean i don't care about spoilers like i read shit on wikipedia before i watch I don't care. Yeah. So it's just like a general like statement is like if you wanted to like not to go in without knowing, you can't. Yeah. At this point in society, you're not going to be able to go in without knowing. There's no way that's going to happen. But I do still want to see Eternals. Um, Obviously, it won't happen in theaters. Um, But um, we are. Well, when I say we, I mean Steve is watching Hawkeye, and I'm kind of half paying attention while he watches. I haven't watched it yet. It's it's fine. I have to figure out how we get Disney Plus, because we do not currently. I think Matt's, like, mom has Disney Plus now, because... Oh, I need to give you our login, because you had ours, and since we changed our login so that Steve could get a deal. No, you were on our Disney Plus for, like, two years. I'll just give you our login. You have, like, you're still, your little Pocahontas is on our <laughs> Disney Plus. So I need to just give you the login. Okay. I'll give you the login when you get to town. Okay. Um, I, so this is the kind of where I want to talk about Black Widow doing, oh, they, yeah. we talked about this a little bit, but um, doing, like, a hybrid release where they did it in theater and um, uh, like online. The premiere access. Yeah. And so I watched it in theater. You saw it on, like, your TV. And you watched it in theaters? I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I thought you theater. did the well, same thing I like, did. No, no. I, oh. I went, I, so I went in theater and then told you we should, like, I've already seen oh. it. And you were like, oh, it's fine. I'll just, like, pay for Premiere Access. It's fine. Because, um, like, we went some, with some friends and, like, did a whole yeah. night, like, went out for okay. dinner and stuff. Yeah. Did it. Um, it's interesting because, like, so Black Black Widow was expected to be like a blockbuster hit. Obviously, it wasn't because of the hybrid release because they hadn't figured out how to like relate that to box office. Yeah. And then Shang Chi was the first like Marvel movie that came out fully in theaters, and like broke giant records. Has like a, a super good rating for a movie. Um, isn't it one of the highest performing films for a Labor Day weekend? I think it's the highest. Yeah, I actually remember with the Black Widow thing, Scarlett Johansson sued Disney because she yes. didn't, her contract didn't give her anything for the streaming. Yes. It only gave her part of the box office cut. And she was suing yes. to say, so this wasn't what I signed up for. They made something like double, something like that, like something like double the box office on online sales. Yeah. And she was not entitled to any of that. So she sued them. It was settled out of court. And they, in the meanwhile, dropped her from all product projects. The gun was it? Um, not the guns. Um, the who are the brothers that did Avengers Endgame? Russo. The Russo brothers said that they would not work with Marvel until they figured this out and like made sure that she was taken care of. Um, like a bunch of people came on her side. Emma. Uh, Stone. Emma Stone was also like contemplating suing Disney. Um, I'm pretty sure 
um, Emily what? Blunt and John for Cruella. Oh, I that forgot that was hybrid. a Disney movie. Yeah. Um, and then Emily Blunt and John Krasinski were also like about to sue Disney for the same thing. And Scarlett Johansson was the one that was like put on blast for it. Mm-hmm. And they settled out of court and then like hired her for another movie. So like they were just being assholes being like, you're not entitled to this money, but you actually are because it's part of your contract that you get. It's part of your contract. It's part of her contract to get that just because like they decided to do a hyper release doesn't make her any less entitled to that money because they chose to not do a box office. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know. I haven't seen Spider-Man no way home yet, but we're going to go when we go to my parents' place over Christmas, I think we're going to go see it. My dad wants to see it, so we figured we'd go see it with him. Yeah, I want to see it, too. Maybe I'll see it in Chicago. Um, do you have anything else, anything else Marvel-related to hit on for this year? I feel like we've already talked a lot of Marvel this year. No, we talked a lot of Marvel this year. Yeah. Let's move on. All right, I'm just going to rattle off a bunch of things that are things that happened this year, and you can stop me when there's something you want to talk about, Okay. Okay, Britney Spears and her conservatorship officially ended in November of 2021. Kanye West is doing some weird shit on on social media. Yes, she is. Good good for for her. her. Uh, Kanye Kanye West has legal. uh, This year, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian split up, and then Kanye legally changed his name to Ye. And Kanye is a lover scorned and desperately trying to get her back, according to any news article that you ever look at. And Kim is not interested in Kanye's. No, because Kim Kardashian is currently in a uh, PR relationship with Pete Davidson. No, no, 100% that's PR. But I also think it's hilarious that Kim does not want Kanye back. And you know what? Good for her because I fucking hate Kanye. Yeah. Um... In September, R. Kelly was found guilty of racketeering and sex trafficking, which we knew was coming, but this was the official uh, sentencing. So good for all, you know, the people that came forward about all of that. Like, it's good to see some justice for them. Um, The man that was photographed as a baby on Nirvana's Nevermind cover has been, has sued the band for sexual exploitation. Um, Bismarck, he died, so we could pour one out every time we hear Just a Friend from now on. Um, Prince Philip died, but the the important thing... And the queen is single. Well, no, the important thing about Prince Philip dying was when they announced it on the radio, it was, like, in the middle of, like, some electronic beats, and they just stopped and go, Prince Philip has died, and the beats come back in, and everyone Yeah, now the queen is single, so she can also, you know, date... Uh, the Capitol riots took place this year. That yeah. feels like a lifetime ago. Uh, it does. Texas was hit by a massive blizzard right after our friends moved to Texas in February. Yeah, and they, and they we lost are power still, for several days, and we're still we dealing still with the dealing after effects it in our industry. Um, Grimes and Elon Musk split up, but only after her desperately trying to defend him on TikTok for like the entire year. Do you dude, remember was, how cringy those were? Dude, she was her, her TikTok him? is still cringy. She's like, she wrote a song about him going out to space and leaving her. And it's like, this is sad. You're, I, I actually, 
Grimes, I feel similarly to Grimes as I do to Kanye. Like, you may make good music, but you are a trash person, and I do not like you for that. Yeah. I I also hate Elon Musk more than I hate anybody else in the world. That's fair. I do, too. Oh my I god. Hate Elon the fact Musk that Elon The fact that Elon Musk was Times Person of the Year. Yeah, um, really I've seen angry. a lot of I've seen a lot of TikToks like of literally anything that could have been better than Elon Musk. Yeah. And there's I'm gonna start sending them to you when I see them. It's this one girl that does them and they're so funny. Um so uh Donald Trump was banned from basically every social media site ever. It's actually um, been really wonderful. It's been so oh, nice I to not see his agree. tweets and like see anything about him. It's been so good. I forgot that he it's existed. So, I know. It's There's been a so song nice. about Taylor Swift called "I Forgot That You Existed," and that is how I feel about Donald Trump. I forgot that you existed. Um, I also feel like this was a lifetime ago. The weekend performed at the Super Bowl, dude, and like. This is during the era where he had like the weird like thing going on with his face. I don't know if it was plastic uh, surgery no, or if it was like he, it, makeup. It was, it was makeup and then when he performed at the Super Bowl he was in like, the, everyone was in like fake surgical gauze the whole time. Yeah, it was very he, confusing He looks me. the same but yeah, no, it was very confusing. Before. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Tokyo Olympics happened this year. And that then also feels like a lifetime ago. Um, the Remember when the Olympians were all on social media and like TikTok making TikToks? Oh, yeah. That yeah. was a fun time. Uh, Rush yeah. Limbaugh died, and everyone celebrated, and no one was sad. That actually feels like it wasn't this year. It was. Yeah. Uh, Harry. A and lot Meghan, of these things don't feel like it was this year because it's been so. Um, this year has been so long. Harry and Meghan destroyed the entire royal family on Oprah. Um, the Racists. boat was in the Suez Canal. Dude, that was my favorite thing that happened this year, and I forgot that it was this year. Also, completely <laughs> fucked our industry. Um, One of the many things. Do you come across any of the fan fictions about the Suez Canal? Yeah, that was. Did I read them? Also, yes. (laughs) Um, Republicans refused to get the vaccine, but also ate horse medication to prevent COVID. Um, So those were pop culture things, and then I have a couple fun TikTok ones that I think are worth speaking about. and then I have a bunch of links here that you can open, Lindsay, that are worth scrolling through. Um, okay. I kind of highlighted, because you and I have spent so much time on TikTok this year. Yeah. Um, some of the best and the worst trends on TikTok of yeah, the yeah. year. And a few of the highlights. Um, I'll start with, I think, my favorite thing that was on TikTok the entire year. And it was the Adult Swim Bump. So... The fa- I'm glad that you bring this up because I was at Crafty Fox like two weeks ago with Aaliyah and that song, like the song was playing. And I was like, wait, I know this. It's, like, it's the Adult Swim Bob. And they're like, wait, what? And I was like, this is like a TikTok trend. Also, did you guys never watch Adult Swim? So the song was never on Adult Swim. Fun fact. The song that was on TikTok was a sped up remix of the song Time Moves Slow by Bad Bad Not Good. So, okay, so the Bad Bad Not Good song was playing, and I thought it was Adult Swim. Adult Swim had nothing to do with that, except for they made a TikTok. Um, so here's okay, the thing. I could have sworn this, that was the sound. So uh, the song Time Moves Slow blew up on TikTok this year, and it got remixed 
and used in all of those bumper Adult Swim videos. And okay. then Bad Bad Not Good actually released a mi the minute and 30 second version of that remix. And they call it uh, Time, I think. Running Away, <laughs> something like that. Hold on, I can okay. find it. But yeah, like literally, they released that TikTok song. It's called "Running Away." Glass Animals, uh, Glass Animals, kind of broke into the mainstream this year, like on a much yeah. larger scale than they ever have before, because yeah, heat waves blew up on TikTok. That's really interesting to me because uh, I know I was talking to Matt about like whether or not we saw glass animals at outside lands and he was like you'll see them wherever like they'll be at smaller venues and i was like i'm sorry i don't think you understand like how big i glass don't think you understand how big they are yeah yeah so agree yeah that's really crazy to me um i saw them like lincoln hall or something uh well when i saw them at lincoln hall that was a special performance so that yeah. was not like them doing their normal thing yeah. I think big in the indie scene is very different than big in, like, mainstream. So, like, they, they now feel like Gen... So, 2021, I feel like, is a year where Gen Z discovered a lot of the artists that we were listening to for a long time. So, yeah. like, Glass Animals is one that I feel like Gen Z just discovered. Mitski's another one where I feel like Gen Z just discovered her and, like, it's impossible to get tickets to see that. And so, like, it's an, it's unfortunate, like... I, I struggle between, like, being excited for these artists that I love, getting recognition, like, getting, um, like, sold out shows and having, like, people go to their shows in general. Mm. I struggle between that and, like, wanting them to stay on now so I can, like, I can go to their shows and, like, it's not difficult to get tickets. Um, but, like, yeah. Glass Animals is one, for example, that had that. Yeah. And, like, the Wombats this year also had a giant song that they also released um like the version of it interesting i did not know the wombats had a song this year um greek tragedy. i mean the wombats still greek tragedy came out when i was in college yeah i know but they had a tiktok song this year it was oh. a, a remix of greek tragedy that was put out that they did that was never released um and they released it because it was, like, giant on TikTok. Interesting. Um, wow, that's weird. I don't think yeah. the Wombats have exploded quite as big as you would think. Like, when no, they play Chicago it's... next year, they're playing Park West. No, I, I get that. It's just, it's it's weird to see, like, a band that you've been listening to for a long time, like, on yeah. TikTok and be like, oh, shit, I know this song. Yeah. Um, I've seen TikToks, like, of people making fun of people just now getting into glass animals. Yeah, um, but also the Strokes was, like, another band that people just got into this year and last year. Like, it, it's just weird, you know? Hmm. Gen Z yeah, is, like, now discovering bands that we've been listening to since, like, Tumblr days. Yeah. And they're oh, also yeah. just discovering, they're also just discovering Tumblr. It's it's in general pop culture. It's weird because like Gen Z is now everything bringing moves back in a things. circle. I get that, but they're bringing back things from like the two thousands that like feel like they should stay buried in the two thousands, like the butterfly clips and like hip hugger jeans, things like that. And that's like a thing that's happening this year. 
and has someone that has lived through it and like being a scene kid is coming back and like as someone that dear god why would being a scene kid come back e-girl is a version of scene that is and like the e-girls are slowly transitioning into a scene kid Hmm. and it's very strange to me um it's weird i feel i feel old but i also i'm like these things need to stay buried because i did that and i am embarrassed by it and you will be embarrassed by it yeah i agree with that all right um do you remember when sea shanties were on tiktok this year and Nickelback made a sea shanty? Dude, I sent you a sea shanty that, like, the Trailer Park Boys did about cats. Oh, yeah, you did send me that. Um, um, I do remember that. Um, I think one of my favorite trends, and it's really funny to me because you and I were talking about it before I saw it on my TikTok feed. And then all of a sudden, it was inescapable. And it was So, I actually soup. get really disappointed on TikTok now when people, like, eat something and they're not, like, good soup. <laughs> I get really disappointed anytime anyone, like, slurps something or eats something with a spoon and doesn't say good soup. Well, it's just so funny because I obviously came to California on vacation and I watched Girls when it was on. Yeah. So, like, I'm familiar with good soup. And oh, you, you, and were, I kept... you were saying good soup because of the TikToks and then you finally started oh, getting the TikToks. Yeah, no, I did Me that. and Leah were saying good soup because of the TikToks. Um no, I agree. I think it's hilarious, but I also now get disappointed when people don't say good soup. Uh, um, I also think it's really funny because right after you visited San Francisco, you started getting like TikToks about things that we talked about in San Francisco, like oh yeah, the Armory Building that we kept talking. Oh about. my God, the Armory Building TikToks. Yes, the Armory Building yeah. and the Mission. Yes, very yeah. familiar with that building. Yeah. Um, um, then we had berries and cream, which was a fun time for everyone. It was very so unfinished. berries and cream. I actually want to tie into cupcake remixes because they were oh my god tied yes. in for they, there was like a Venn diagram down. and there's a a good bit of overlap between berries and cream and cupcake remixes. Um, yes, cupcake remixes were phenomenal, berries and cream And they overlapped quite a bit, berries and cream. They were so unhinged, it was so good. I kind of miss them. Well, I still have a bunch of them saved on my TikTok. Well, every now and then somebody will send me a cupcake remix, and it's like, I miss this time in life, it was so easy. Um, other fun ones, I wrote down Castaways and International Super Spy from the Backyard mm-hmm. Again. Yep. Did it? Those were trendy. Lizzo, like, cover Castaways and, like, a performance She did, yes. Festival. She did, yes. Lizzo on TikTok. Oh, Phenomenal. she's hilarious. I love it. Um, and then I also, I mean, I have others, but I also wrote down the Duolingo channel. Uh, Duo, Duo's channel is hilarious because it is the peak it is unhinged. unhinged. Yeah. It's peak unhinged. Also, they're obsessed with Dua Lipa, and it's hilarious It's to so me. funny. Um, what else was trendy? Uh, Noodle and his bones or his no bones. Noodle's very cute. I still, I still find, yeah, that's, uh, what else was big? Uh, the couch guy. That guy was definitely cheating on his girlfriend. Uh, yes. That was a weird... So, Rachel kept sending me couch TikToks, and I was like, I don't care about these. I don't care about this couch guy. Like, can you just not? 
I mostly really enjoyed people reenacting it in the most chaotic, absurd ways. I thought that was hilarious. That's what yeah. I enjoyed. All right. So that was the last I had for TikTok as well. Did you have anything yeah. else you wanted to hit? I think that's um, a good spot to wrap it. No, I think it's a good spot to wrap it. I just want to mention one last time. The Adult Swim Bump. Peak TikTok of the year. Uh, peak TikTok. I think, I think Good Soup was peak TikTok. You think Good Soup? Girl, Dude, it was so funny. We were saying Good Soup every chance we got. For like everything. Like We had a beer. Good Soup. <laughs> no, Good Soup was the peak TikTok of the year. Well, with that. Actually, no, we're both wrong. It's Cupcake Remixes. Yes. Yep. It's actually Cupcake it, it's Remixes. It's the one... The one it's guy. The one, it's the one guy that does the cupcake remixes. That's, that makes that's it like uncomfortable, peak. but it's like really funny because he's like moaning. Yeah, it's that guy. Yeah, that, that guy, guy. Was the peak TikTok of the year. Yes. Um, and so with that, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, which we both sincerely hope you did, please go on your favorite podcast streaming service and give us a five star rating. And if you're feeling extra saucy, leave extra us a saucy. review. Um, if you're not totally... If you're feeling extra soupy. Oh, God. Uh, that's how you know this isn't pre-recorded. Um, if you're feeling... Oh, God, you already threw me off. Um, if you're not totally comfortable leaving us a review on a streaming service, you can be, like, this really cool guy that sent us an Instagram message to say how much he liked our Fleabag episode. Shout out to EQ, who actually left us a really nice message on our Instagram DMs. We will get back to you soon. Stephanie's just terrible about this. But if you leave us a message, we will eventually get back to you because we spend too long thinking about things and how to say and what to say. But we will eventually message you back. So, yeah. If you contact us, we will try to contact you back at some point very soon. <laughs> After we start stop overthinking things and yes, remember how um, to be cool girls. Remember how to be people again. Um, how to be cool girls. So if you listen through the song, you will hear all of our social media handles, and um, that was the most chaotic send off we ever had. But thanks for listening. It's because I chose and to not be quiet during it. It's fair. Uh, so. We will see you guys next year. I hate that. Bye. All right. That was the episode. So we love hearing from you. Um, and if you want to contact us, you can do so through our email address. It is drunkanduncultured at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook at Drunk and Uncultured Podcast. Our Instagram is Drunk and Uncultured. And our Twitter is Drunk Uncultured. No and. And as always, I'm Lindsay, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Lindsay Sold Out. And I'm Stephanie, and you can find me on Untapped, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr as underscore Stephen Color. And you can also follow my concert Instagram at shittyconcertblog. Stay drunk, guys. See you next time.